and welcome to Britpop Banter. Uh, my name is Kevin, this is Leslie. Hi. Hello. Uh, this is episode 15 and we are at number 37. Uh, so we are going to talk about Blur on this episode with Ooh. The Great Escape. Excited about that. Plugs first, we are at Britpop Banter on Twitter and Facebook. Or just send us an email at BritpopBanter at gmail. Questions, feedback, thoughts... Give us a ratings plug, and we've actually got a few to go through um, this week as well, which I'm pretty excited about. And the disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les, how are you? Um, good, thank you. You did that better than me <laughs> last week. You're just good at that. I just think, you know, we all have our strengths, and we should play to them. What's my strength, then? That. Just doing the intro. No, there's others, but that's certainly not mine. No, I, I have to agree with you. Um, I don't know what happened last week, but I we left it in because it's it's just funny. It's, it's just awkward. It's really funny, and the fact that you talk, I, you asked them how they were doing. <laughs> Would you want to do you want to wait a week until you get an answer on that before you? <laughs> Nobody's told me either. It's a bit sad. Yeah, tweet let us let us, let us know how how you're doing, how you're feeling, how's your day. Yeah. Um, all right, let's sort of get into this. So last week was the Mannix. This is my truth. Now we're a bit ahead of schedule, so that that episode's actually dropping today. How do you think it went, and what sort of feedback do you think we're going to get? Um, good feedback. I liked the episode. I thought I it was the really episode. good. It was good to talk about because there's a lot to talk about in those songs. Mm. Probably more. And to be honest. The feedback that we've had so far about choosing that album hasn't been what we thought. People are actually quite happy to hear about it. Yeah, great. And they generally do quite like the tracks. A couple of people didn't, but, you know, majority. It's been all right, actually. Um, and it was good to for me um, to, to sort of... I never looked at the background of the, the songs and, and meaning and some of the stories. So for me, it was, a, it was a completely new world looking at that. And I think that has made me look at albums in a new light, particularly when we talk about The Great Escape. If I was to compare the two albums, you know, on, on a deeper level, there's there's a massive difference to what the Manics wrote and, and the lyrics and the stories and the meaning and all that sort of yeah. stuff to The Great Escape, which is just, just a fun album, you know? So, um, yeah, I've, I've... It's a fun album, but I think there are I think there is meaning behind a lot of these tracks. Okay. They do it in a different way. They, correct. Storytelling, as opposed to... Like I feel that they 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 we'll get into it then, but there's there's characters that they bring to life that probably like the point they're trying to get across. They do it through that as opposed to very politically yeah controversial. Yeah, you, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, can I tell you? So I obviously went back to uh, last week, put it the episode together, and, and put the music and stuff like that. So with the everlasting. I <laughs> So sneak. So I went back and I'm like, "What is Les banging on about this Welsh with the word genuine?" So then, so I put, so I used the, the sample. So the sample I specifically used that that 15 second loop, loop has that bit in it. And you are 100 percent correct. I, I have no idea why they they say instead of genuine they go gen o win. Genuine. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a word. And now. I can't stop hearing it. Yeah, so I told you. Thank you for that. And you've just, you know. It's been in, in my ears for 20 years. How do you think I feel? It's weird. So that rhyme, been in my ears for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so we're also two weeks out from the Echo Belly episode as well, yeah. which I think was uh, one of my favourites. 
we set a new record with downloads for that, which was yeah. I was really happy about to see that. Yeah, so we're actually tracking really well. So thank you everyone for your support. I got a couple of notes uh, before we get into the reviews, which I mentioned. Uh, so last week I put a tweet. Last week I put a tweet out that we charted in Sweden, Taiwan, and Israel. Your thoughts on that? Oh, that's weird. It's full on, isn't it? Who, I, who in Taiwan? Give us a shout. Seriously? Yeah, send us send us a tweet. Understand my accent. Good point. Good point. Seriously. Uh, Maybe that's why they like it. So I've no ta- idea what I'm talking about. So one of my I love checking where we are because we never envisioned. We, would then, we wouldn't be in a chart full stop. And then to find out these places actually have listened to us is just Sweet. crazy. So thank you. But I want to talk about Israel for a second. Yeah. All right. So we're in the Apple podcast music charts, which is a pretty big deal, right? So we come in at number 75. All right. Mm-hmm. Happy days. In fact, we're still charting now. We're way down at 300. But that's a week later, right? Let me tell you about... Did you have a look at the chart? Can I tell you who we uh, pipped to the post? Oh, brilliant. No. Okay. Okay, cool. So we beat uh, Eric Pritz with Epic Radio, which I know isn't because I actually I actually follow it, um, Eric Pritz. It's not it's not updated nearly enough, but it's still good. And Gina and Gina beats Radio. Kiss no, F- we did yeah, not. We are a promise. Kiss FM. Uh, Dad loves Dada. Dad Dada Life Dada Land Radio. So the band Dada Life. Oh no, you've heard of them. You don't like that. No. And Sander Van Dorn's Identity Podcast. No way. I seriously don't know how we did that. However, I have bad news. Oh. Of all the podcasts in the world that you've been banging on for a bit, that you didn't even think there would be a podcast about it, what do you not want to get beaten in the charts by? Reef. <laughs> no, there's not a podcast okay. about Reef. The Justin Bieber Podcast pipped us by 12 spots at number 63. Unbelievable. Thoughts on that? My thoughts are, that's fine now. We won't be talking about this in 20 years. Oh, I, I did have a bit of a giggle because one of the episodes is, a, is an actual full episode about Justin Bieber's girlfriend. Thoughts on that? I actually have none because if I actually took the time to think about that, I would lose brain cells. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Whoever is, is listening to us in Israel, thank you so much. Like we are... Ledge. Like, yeah, made made my day looking at that. Uh, we did a poll. Did you see my poll? <laughs> I got it written down. <laughs> Is it not the saddest thing you've ever seen? No, in your it's life? amazing. So talk to do you tell me about this poll and yes, I'll please. T- okay, oh god. So Viva Brother. Yeah. Okay, so you gave four options. So first of all, what I want to talk about is probably a little bit we could do a little lesson on market research. <laughs> so I think so I think when we in the Reef episode, you had a slight meltdown about the fact I only gave people two options. There was method to my madness. Because if you only give people two options, yeah, you they, don't, can, they can only... I know, you don't get the answers you don't want to get. They can only have two options. Yeah, I know what I've done here. So what you did is you gave four. I gave four options, I know. What were the options, Liz? So, so what was the question, first of all? So I don't have that. I only wrote down the one that bothered me. So why don't you say what so the... the... So the question was, how many new Viva Brother That's fans right. has Kev got, right? From, you know, the episode that we talked about. And I played Reef. Okay, you need to... What were the options, Kevin? So let me tell you about the four options. Mm. Uh, you're a fan already. You love them now. Viva who? 
Or Nami, they're terrible. Okay, so let's Very just... Very Australian, let, well, right? Well, just take Nami. a minute to critique this. So, if we think about the options that you gave... Go on. What did I get wrong? How many options there are positive? Two, I'd say, because one, you like, them, one. You, want, you like them already, and then two, I converted you into a fan. There's only one. The convert one. Only the one option that's positive. All the rest, we're setting you up for failure. Okay. Tell me how many people or the percentage that you got for the positive one. What was it? I'm a bit embarrassed to say. Just what was it? Obviously, no. Just what was it? Zero. Woo, zero. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, so let's think about that. So the positive one that you gave people the option to do, they, they said zero. Because you give them, first of all, too many Look, options. First of all, Viva Brother are rubbish, so that's why. But second of all, too many options. So then, we think about the other three. Yeah. The one that you wouldn't want, like the one, the option that you do not want people to vote on, the NAMI terrible. Yeah. 47%. Yeah, I realised my... Spin. And four options. Yeah. So what, I mean, really, what does that tell me? Three, there's two things. One... Viva Brother are a big pile of steam and poo. <laughs> Second of all, you got it. You just. I got it. I've got yeah, it. What I'll do is we'll sit down, maybe over a <laughs> coffee, and I'll just run through with you about how to do that, things to write, and how to. You say it's bias. I think it's more market leading. Oh, for goodness you know, sake. But that's okay. We can do that. I'm all right. So, do that. so the total results, I mean. I'd had a few beers when I posted this and I was overly confident is an understatement. Wow. So how many new fans did Kev create? 12% said they were a fan already. Zero <laughs> said they like them now. 41% Viva Who? And 47 Nah, mate, terrible. I did not... The minute... So I, I did a few cheeky beers. Wake up the next morning. Check Twitter. I, instant regret. Instant regret about posting that. How do you think I felt when I checked Twitter? You felt ecstatic. Brilliant. Uh, elated is how <coughs> I would uh, have you pegged as that. All right. Uh, shall we get into... We've got a big week for reviews. All right. So... We do. We've got three I want to talk about. There's, there's two positive and one that's a bit average. Let, okay. me, talk, let me talk to you about the average one first. Uh, wanted to love this podcast is a quote. And it mm-hmm. got three out of five. So I'll take three out of five. Thank you. I'll, three out of five is pretty positive. Yeah. Look, the review... It's, it's too long to read out. And also, I've got to be honest, it's a little bit personal. Um, so I'm probably not going to cover it all. But I do want to talk about a cover th- couple of things that's in there that's important for us to talk about. Um, and I, I need your, your thoughts as well, right? Yeah, of course. So first of all, the call out um, was that um, me, as in Kevin, uh, I can be a little bit calculated, self-conscious, and I can be holding back. Now, Ooh. talk to me about... I'm okay with... Look, I'm okay with that, right? Because I do. Um, my view on this You've is... You've got a full-time job keeping me in check. <laughs> we are very... And the way I've sort of thought about this, and it, it, the, the reviewer <laughs> is absolutely correct. Um, we are very different personalities, right? Yeah, and I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you hear now <clears throat> is exactly how we are in the pub. Right? 100%. Right, with actually... Probably a little bit worse because we would have had more beer there yeah. and less. I've got better manners on this. So do I. So do I. So yeah. we both do. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I am uh, slightly more 
And you know what? You've put down that I am self-conscious. Probably I am. I am worried about what I say. Maybe just conservative. Conservative is a perfect word. So I take that. Thank you. Um, I never want to hold back Les. Like you, I, I love it when you go off on one. The only thing I am a little bit conscious is that we sort of dabble into areas that maybe people don't want us to get into. Oh, this is do. a music podcast after all. Oh. I know you love your politics. But you know what? Hopefully with the Mannix, we saw that. Like you went yeah. on a couple of rants and I let it go. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll, my job is yeah. to keep it in check a little bit. That's all. Yeah. Um, and on vice versa, if you feel that I... You think I'm holding back and you want me to expand on something? Feel free to, to open me a question that you think I should go down. Okay? Yes. Let's, let's do that. Uh, the second one. Look, there's a comment in there about Wikipedia. That is absolutely 100% fair. Um, in this day and age, we're researching content that is 25 to 30 years old. You know, when you search an album on the internet, what's the first thing that comes up? And I'll be honest, I use Wikipedia as a base and then I use it to, to jump into other avenues like reviews, yeah. <clears throat> uh, blogs, um, you know, critiques, all that sort of stuff to, to try and build upon it. So I think it's, it's fair. It's absolutely fair. We, my, our job is to do the research for you, right? So you don't feel that you have to go away and do that research. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, look, I'd also say on that, um, it's not a five-hour thesis. <laughs> this is not. We've got 90 minutes. That's and it. so... I think you like like you've got to start somewhere, but it's not even about the fact that it's Wikipedia. You can't really change the fact. If Manix released this album and they wrote a song about twins, then they wrote a song about the twins. Now, whether I get that from Wikipedia or Agreed. another article, it doesn't Agreed. matter. Agreed. I guess we've got a limited amount of time. And also the fact is that, I think for me personally, the purpose of this podcast is to be um, factual, mm-hmm. but light-hearted. Mm-hmm. Because it's a topic that we genuinely love. Okay. And I think in that review, that person touched upon that. Yep. So I think it's about the fact that um, this isn't going to be the A to Z of Britpop. Mm-hmm. This is going to be um, people who who enjoyed that era and who enjoy that music. Yeah. Who also just want to have a yeah, bit yeah. of a light-hearted chat. And so, you know, there's got to be a trade-off. It's a balancing act. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to touch on... Um, was there was a comment around expanding on, on some of the songs. Yep. And I absolutely agree with that feedback. Um, and so we'll, we'll take that on board and try and touch on a little bit more. The only comment I've got around that is we, we're, trying to, we're, we're trying to not make this a two, three-hour podcast yeah. and um, you know, get into the technical details. So um, absolutely fair. Thank you for your comments around the, the passion and the energy and all that yeah. sort of stuff. That, that's all great. And, and thank you overall for the review and feedback. Yeah. So look, and for listening and for taking the time. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much. So that was from the Mizzle in, in USA. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. Um, other two reviews. Uh, I've got podcast about 90s Britpop is the quote. Five out of five. So thank you. Having grown up listening to Britpop bands back in the day, I thoroughly enjoy the hosts, Kevin and Leslie, talking about music from the 90s. I love the exchange between the two. It makes you feel like you are having a good old conversation with your mates. That's from uh, TMIWA. In Spain. Oh. I mean, seriously. Thank you. First of this all, thank you for the very positive... International. I know. It's, it's insane. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and the final review uh, is a brilliant look back at the 90s. Five out of five. This is a podcast that gets better every week as the two hosts, Kevin Les, look back at classic Indian Britpop albums from the 90s. There's a great vibe between them as they spar over their personal favourites. 
spa. <laughs> and while it's not a musical podcast, they do their best to research to provide fascinating snippets about the bands and albums. They also announced the following week's album, giving you time to refresh your memory well in advance. The fact that they are down under also gives it a nice twi- twist as they waver between the joys of Aussie life and the bands they are missing back home. Recommend for all fans of the 90s. That's from R1G Fallen, Apple Podcast in Germany. So we got we got USA, Spain and Germany. Amazing. Um, if Look, honestly, if you have any feedback or stuff you want us to maybe change, tweak or anything like that, or you, you don't want to review and you just want to drop us a line, do it Twitter or email us at BritpopBanta.gmail. This makes our day. It like, really does. It really does. Like, I wake up at five in the morning, wake up all glassy-eyed, knackered. The first thing I do is sort of check my phone and I'm looking through. And we get a sort of email notification about, you know, a, a review. And I'll be pinging you at, like, five past five in the morning going, we've got something. So it really does. So thank you, everyone, for your reviews and taking the time to write it. Top-selling UK albums. God, I'm so <clears> done <throat> with this. I know you love it. I love it. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. We've only got an hour couple episodes to go with it, so I'm happy. Oh, God. Uh, so we talked about 50 being step one by steps and you had a little mini breakdown. <laughs> Number 49, oh God, imagine if steps had beaten this one. 49, never mind, by Nirvana. I mean, that would have been, like, that's disgusting. They shouldn't even be that close to each other. Very close, huh? Uh, number 48, Ray of Light by Madonna. It's a good album, isn't it? Love it. it. Uh, 47, Back to Front by Lionel Richie. 46, <laughs> Stanley Road by Paul Weller. What an album. 46, great. Blue is a Colour by Beautiful South. But seriously, Phil Collins. Again. I know. 43, The Man Who by Travis. Really? 42, The Score by The Fugees. <gasps> I used to love that. Well, yeah, we both do, and right? Who didn't love that album? Huh? Who didn't love that album? Yeah, who didn't? Yeah, all right. Uh, 41, this is a big one. And I, I actually genuinely don't think anyone... If you talked about you know, best-selling albums in the UK you would not have this pegged at number 41 it is pulp different class that low 41 interesting alright 40 greatest hits by Queen oh yeah okay 39 oh Christ music box by Mariah Carey (laughs) I love how you don't have any complaints about that no None at all. Fair play. And then a hero comes along. What's that with none of that album? Well, the strength to carry on. And you cast your fears aside. And you know you can survive. <laughs> oh. Good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, number 38, by request by Boyzone. No songs there. No, I'm just angry. 37, Spice World by the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> number 36 History by Michael Jackson oh good good number 5 what Where We Belong by Boyzone 2 <sighs> number 40 34 Out of Time by R.E.M mm. number 33 Your Favourite White on Blonde by Texas yay, yay followed Best by Brit pop band guess ever what, guess what beat it <laughs> 32 <laughs> Life by Simply Red beat it <laughs> on that album uh, Life is the Fairground album I want to say because then Blue was a follow up alright okay number 31 Crossroads the best of Bon Jovi I had that number 30 in concert Pavarotti the three Domingos oh, is it yeah. three Domingos no Flamingos. it's Domingos the th- <laughs> three tenors isn't it I don't know yeah three tenors not the three Flamingos <laughs> 
Carreros, Domingo, and Pavaroy. Brilliant. All right. So next week, I'm going to take us from 30 to 10, and then we'll spend a little bit more time on the top. Yay! Thanks, Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Homework. Oh, boy. Have we been talking to each other this week about the homework? Shall we... um, So the, the homework was Star Sailor, All This Life. Baby Bird, Happy Stupid Nothing. And we had a guilty pleasure. Yes. All right. So which one do you want to start with? Uh, Star Sailor, please. Go for it. Okay. So, Star Sailor. I shall chat about Star Sailor. So, first of all, um, I am a massive Star Sailor fan. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to touch... We're not going to get a chance to talk about Star Sailor in this podcast given when they released their album. I did the same thing with Viva Brown. um, So Love Is Here by Star Sailor, the very first album. Is an amazing album. Stunning. And reminds me of a very, like an amazing time of my life, but a very formative part of my life. Oh, wow. So it was my, um, I was at uni. Yeah. And I was living alone for the first time. And I was living with friends and I had a job and I was trying to study. And you're like in the big bad world of Edinburgh, but I felt like I was in New York. Yeah. And you've got, I don't know. It's just like it's not. It's not even teenage dance anymore because you're twenty. But it was like I don't know. You're just growing up and you got all of these things going on. And yeah. that album for me was just stunning. And I was playing the guitar. And then, to be honest, you're a little bit. Um, you're a little bit of a knob when it comes to music. <laughs> <laughs> when you're that age, right? So like, you want to like. Not gonna bleep that out. Going. So on. you're like, everything's like deep, and let's totally chat about it. And like, <laughs> You know, I think I really need to understand this album. I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to drink pints at Tenants while I do it because it's really Is that cool. how you talk? Pretty much. Wow. And so that album just encompasses all of that. And when I hear it, it takes me straight back. So that's that album. Oh, that's fantastic. So then from there, though, I saw them at Teen the Park, but I also saw them oh. live in my hometown. So our hometown. So yeah, Perth. okay. And they played in the City Hall, which is now no longer a thing. The City Hall doesn't exist anymore. Oh, wow. So it's a building, but they don't use it. They're going to knock it down. Okay. And so there was never bands came to No, Perth. never. So then, and it was around about the time of that album as well. So it was relatively at their height. And yeah. the tickets were like 15 quid. Brilliant. So I went with all of my mates, and like all our mates who would know who they were and we'd gone for beers and we'd got to see them and this is not a big venue okay and I was just blown away to see that album live that would be great and so then you know you just I, I just have such amazing memories of Star Sailor at that part of my life so I think fast forward like I liked the I liked the other albums they released after yeah um, but they don't have the same impact to me whereas this album Okay, so before we get into this album, right? So I researched a bit about this album. And the one thing that kept coming up across a couple of reviews is that Star Sailor have been deemed a sort of poor man's Coldplay. Oh, I want to kick somebody in the face. Okay. I don't see the connection at all. Very different bands. So it's... And it's it's across a different couple of different magazines that they get called that. Um, So let's get into this album. So All This Life... What do you reckon? So, <clears throat> I'll start with the tracks. So, Listen to Your Heart. It's a great start of the album. And it's classic Star Sailor, I think. Yep, got it's just, it. It's really up there. Yep. Um, the next song that I really love is Take a Little Time. It's got oh, a got really too, yeah. cool hook. Yeah. And, and just his vocals in that track, sometimes they're a little bit... 
Okay. And it gets a bit miserable. But he... Great vocals in that track. And it's got this little funky edge to it, which is a little bit unlike Star Sailor. It's not jazzy, but it's got that... Oh, I know the one you mean. It's yes, got another I bit of, I heard yeah. it and I went, this is quite unusual, yeah. but it grew on me, yeah. Um, Sunday Best oh. is an absolute standout track. And it takes me... It, that track actually takes me back to how I felt when I heard Love Is Here for the first time all those years ago. Yeah. Because it's in a similar vein. They kind of slow build up in the chorus and then they smash it in the middle and then it goes out. Yeah, I agree. And it's just haunting, I think, lyrically stunning and You messaged funny. me about that track. Yeah. Because we'd been talking to each other a little bit during the week and you that was your... You mess with me and you're like, oh, wow. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. But I'm older. Like, I'm yeah. 20 years older. Yeah. So now I can relate to that track because you go, well, that's really now what happens. So yeah. when you get... And I, I love it. So I felt like it really brought me back to that. And it's just nice to be moved by music. Okay. Um, that Break the Cycle is a great track. Great track. And then Fallout. Um, oh, Fallout, yep. It's quite intimidating. It's quite kind of dark. And then... But then just the chorus as well, it just brings it out. They're my key. Like, I actually like all the album. Um, Anything a bit off for you? Anything that uh, didn't hit the mark? That FIA yeah. song, it's all right, but it's not the worst. I mean, it's not the best, sorry. Um, I'm the same as you. But not to the point that I'd really want to call out. Yeah, I same as you. I sort of went... I, you've called out exactly the, the sort of same songs as me. Um, and it's pretty... When I wrote... It's pretty much the whole album I've wrote down in the in the best category. Um, I really enjoyed this. The last two tracks were a bit, yeah, you know, a little bit not as strong as the rest, but they're still really good tracks. What did you score it? Because I can't wait for this. You were raving about this album. So. Oh, here we go. This is really tough. <laughs> I don't hand out your big marks. <gasps> no, you don't. Not at all. So I'm excited. And, um. Echo Belly's last album. You gave her eight yeah. and a half. Eight and a half. So I want to give this eight point six. You can't give me for not doing that. Oh wait, well, come on. Is it better or worse than Echo Belly's? I've got it as eight point five. You think it's on par? Even though we talked about. But I've got this. stroke nine. Like I give, I give it a nine. I don't. Is it your favourite? Nine out of ten album. This is weird. It's not a nine out of ten album because there's not. It doesn't. It's a tough one for me. Is it the favourite original album you've listened to so far in this journey? Yes. Then it's a 9 out of 10. It's an 8.6. <laughs> it oh. would be like a photo finish. Right, ridiculous. Trying to get a 9 out of you is ridiculous. It's a um, photo finish between Star Sailor and Echo Belly for different reasons. I think Echo Belly, because it's, it's just musically stunning and there's a good lot of tracks... I don't know. I think that album took me to a point. It was weird. At the weekend, I thought it was 20. Oh. And it brought me back. And I was like, wow. Now, I'm not saying that... I know people go, Star Sailor, rubbish, poor man's Coldplay, whatever. But I also think Star Sailor are very raw. I don't think Coldplay were raw. They mm. they were pop songs. Mm. They, they They manufactured for a big market. Agreed. When you listen to the lyrics and you watch, they are not. They're raw. Yeah. And I think they... There's a very different... Now I get they're not everyone's cup of tea that's absolutely fine but yep. for me it just takes me back to that part of my life and to think about where I was then to where I am now listening to that album again yeah okay was it was just a real journey okay I'm going to give it a 9 right I, same, uh, as, same uh, as you I was around the 8.5 mark and then I went back and I went back and I went back and I, I just think it's it's a great album mm. and um, 
If I look at my nines, it's on, it's on par with those. What albums. else have you given a nine? Can you remember? Uh, Paul J for Spooky Actions oh, yeah. and Shed Seven Instant Pleasure mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> Embrace's last album as well. Love yeah. is a, a basic need, I think it's mm-hmm. called. And I, I went. I'm in the process of going back through this list again. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. You sent me an email today. What utter rubbish. I sent you an email about listening to Ash again. And I was like, delete. Because what I want to do is go back and revisit this, because now we're about three months on from when I listened to some of these albums, Mm -hmm. and I want to go back and see if I still feel the same about them. So I'm I'm doing that process now, and um, I don't think my view has sort of, is going to change on the Shed 7 album, the Paul Draper album, but I think this album stands up with it. Shall we get into the one that obviously, and I know because... Some of the message you sent me was ridiculous. So, should we get into Baby Bird? Yes, please. So, let's start with good tracks. Oh, good. I'm glad you've got good tracks because yeah. the way you were messaging me, it wasn't looking good. Mm. So, how many tracks are there? 18? There's a lot. Okay. I like two. So, um, <laughs> In Place of Love. Uh, a beautiful track. In Place of Gorgeous. I've wrote gorgeous. Amazing, beautiful amazing, track. amazing track. Absolutely. Love is not enough. Yep. Stunning. Yep. That's it. So, bad track, football, get a grip. <laughs> Do you know what it felt like? It felt like I was playing World Cup 98 on my Mega Drive. <laughs> and that was like the background track. What is that? Awful. And Bone Box. People just got a massive insight to who you are as a person playing World Cup on <laughs> your Mega Drive. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, go on. Bone box. Oh, it's terrible. Absolute garbage. It's terrible. I'm not here. Do you know what that reminds me of? Do you know when I first heard that on the car? I started looking around because I thought E.T. was phoning home. <laughs> With that noise. I was like, "That. what is this? I don't mind that song. Nah, rubbish. This album is, look, okay, so... In your humble I'm, opinion. In my humble opinion. It's experimental. Okay. And for that, I applaud him. Good. Okay. I like that. Good. But it's not for me. Okay. Let me tell you what I've I'm got. I'm not finished. Oh. <laughs> His vocals are grating. Yeah, they can be at times. I'll give you Too that. many tracks in it. Yep. And it's just not enjoyable, right? <clears throat> so music should be... Like, I think sometimes what we can do is we get so caught up in what is technically amazing. I went, I thought, is it me? Have I lost my mind? Because I get like this. You know, I'm no music fashionado, as we've been through. <laughs> and I did, I went, album, someone gave this. Wrote a whole article on it about how it's five out of five. Oh, so I read that Cutting article. Edge, it's this and that. You're mental. Because for me, music should be enjoyable, first and foremost. Yeah, okay. Right? And there is nothing about that I enjoy. Why? It shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be a it should not be a chore to plough through an album for some arty farty reason. Okay. Why am I listening to Bonebox? What is football? Why is ET phoning home? I don't need to listen to this. <laughs> this is rubbish. Now, in place of love and love is not enough. If you wrote an album more aligned to that, different story. But it isn't. Too experimental, rubbish, three out of ten. Okay. Alright. <sighs> you feel better? Yeah, loads. Yeah. Alright, let me talk about that. So feel the opening track I like. No. King of Nothing, Fly, In Place of Love. They are the first four tracks on this album, right? So apparently this is this is kind of a collection of his last. He pumps out stuff all the time, and this is a collection. of You some might want to just give that a break for a while. <laughs> so this is a collection of some of the stuff he's been doing in the last couple of years. Um, it's very hard. Don't make a smart ass comment. 
It's quite hard to find. I saw some people trying to find out where to locate it. It's on Spotify. If anyone's got it, go and listen to. Um, first four tracks, I was seriously blown away. I was like, ah, this is really good. Really, really good. I was surprised. Like you talk about In Place of Love. Great song. Gorgeous, gorgeous it song. It really is. And right? beautiful. Lyric. Very well written. So the first four songs, I'm like, ah, I, I'm so impressed. People Do Stupid Things, which is an instrumental. Oh, you talked about experimental. That's, that's, there's a lot of... Um, is that the part two one? Uh, I can't remember. There's, an ele- there's a couple of electronic um, sort of ambient songs. That's one of them. I like that. Really like that. I'm not done. I'm not here. Love is not enough. I do like, I know you didn't. The, the sort of last couple of tracks on the album, Love Life, Bad Feeling, I quite like as well. Now, there are some ones which I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around. Bonebox, you're right. I'm not done. And I'm not done had whistling in it. So I was oh, like... Oh, you're not on this old chestnut. Yeah, so I'm waiting for people to start sending me the whistling stuff. Back to the field, football, vacuous, Foot. happiness peaks. Uh, there's one that's happiness peaks and dips, robot streaker, the moments before, and cataclysm, which is 11 minutes song. 11 minutes long, and it's very... So look, there are moments of greatness on this album where I'm, I'm like, I need to eat my words on, on Baby, World, Baby Bird because this is excellent. And then there's moments where I go, you've lost me. So for that reason, it's a 5 out of 10. Now you rated this album lower than Reef. Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah. Wow. Now you said this wasn't an enjoyable listen. Shall we get into Guilty Pleasures and what may be an enjoyable listen? Yeah. Can you give me the jingle? Guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. Brilliant. I Thanks. might not actually remix that because I love you just interacting with that. It's brilliant. That's great. So let's, Ad-lib. let's get into guilty pleasures. So this came from Adrian. Kylie Minogue. Can't 19, wait to give you yours. 1994 self-titled album. <sighs> Where's, do, do you want to go first or do you want me yeah, to go Yeah, Kylie. Go on. So, good tracks. Confide in me. Yep. If I was your lover? No. Where is the feeling? Nope. I gave this a three and a half out of ten. Really? Mm. That's quite low. I thought you would have given this a, a bit, a oh, bit higher. Oh, there's a lot of rubbish in it. There is a lot. Like, there's just a lot of... So, can I ask you a question, right? Yes. Eternal, always and forever. That's quality song, right? Kylie Minogue, 1994. Where would you rate the two? So you've given three and a half to Kylie. Yeah. Where do you see Eternal on this? It's a good seven and a half. <laughs> Solid seven and a half. <laughs> Anyone that can write a song like Stay or Just a Step from Heaven? I'm sorry, but that's... God. All right. Uh, so, Good, Confide in Me, is a, a great stunning, song. stunning, stunning, beautiful, beautiful song. Brilliant. I liked Automatic Love. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I like that. What I didn't like... Oh, actually, what I've put... As I've put... Look, there's nothing bad here. It's just not for me. Uh, however, I've got a note. The song Time Will Pass You By <laughs> is a blatant rip-off of M People Moving On Up, which was done a year before. It is blatant. I heard that and I went, M People, wait, oh, it's Kyla Minogue. You have ripped that one off. So, surprised you didn't get done for that one. Look... How do you rate an album with Confide on Me with the rest of them not being well, so three good? and a half out of ten. So what I did there was like three tracks and I gave an extra half mark for Confide in Me. See, that's logic. By your logic, 
This would be a two and a half out of ten for me. I gave it a four. No, there's three I liked. One, two, three. Yeah, but for me, for me, I only like two songs. All right. One, two and a half. And what did you give it? Four. Because... You just hand out marks willy-nilly. You've just got to put them back. See, I think what I've done is I've given a ten or a three and I shouldn't have done that. I, I, I was actually going to message you and go, can I wind the tunnel back? Because nope. it's not a three nope. anymore. No. Um, thank you, Adrian, I guess, for that. It, it, look, I didn't hate it. Um, I listened to it a couple of times, and it does have a belter in Confide in Me. And actually, Automatic Love, I was actually like, it's a good song, good song. All right. I'm not looking forward to this at all. You have been so excited oh, by this. I don't even know if you'll know them, but when you have to listen to it... Oh, you, you don't even think I'm going to know them? You think you might. So, but... So, there's a story behind this. There's a story. Go so on. when I was obviously first getting into music and I said, you know, before Britpop, so that was like mid-teens, I had a past of which Eternal was a part of that past. Mariah Carey, Bon Jovi. Oh. There was this one band oh. where it was one of the first albums I ever bought and I loved it. And I played it to death to the point where the tap, tape snapped and I made my mum buy me another. <laughs> the band in question... It's oh. the London Boys. Who? <laughs> and the album is 12 Commandments of Dance. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Yeah, you do. London nights in a party now when the fever starts. <laughs> <laughs> and when I listened to that the other day, and I don't know where it came from, it just came in my head. And you, and you went, that's it, that's the one. Oh, and, and then I listened to the album, and I loved this album. Like, I mean, I loved it. Like I, I, And now you listen, this does not age well. <laughs> but then I had a really sad story. Oh. Because then I went, I wonder what they're doing now. Because there were two blokes, and they were always on Top of the Pops, and oh, Hitman and her. Okay. And I used to watch it all the time. Okay. They were on a um, skiing holiday, and they both died in a car crash. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. Oh. So then I was like, oh. That's a bit of a, yeah. All right. So, so what's what they called the London Boys? And it's on Spotify. Twelve Commandments. I thought I might have been able to get dance. around that because it has to be on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Damn. London. And when was the album made? Anybody now when a fever drives you? Literally December '89. You've sneaked in there. I'll let it go. Because I've got one. Their com- bigger album came later, and that was in the nineties. So they were in a '90s band. So it's really, fine. it's alright. I'll let, I'll let it go. You've been very um, excited by this. I can tell. And the song Requiem. Oh wow! They've got one called Chinese Radio. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, oh, all right. Thank you. I want people to tweet if they know who I'm talking about. I have no idea who you're talking about. None. You're gonna hate me. Oh. You're gonna absolutely hate me. I'm turning my phone off for a week. What do you think I'll give it? Oh. Because Eternal 3, Kylie 4, where do you think it's going to land? Pushing a 1. Pushing a It's that it's bad. bad. It's bad. All right, okay. So, homework for us. Obviously, I've got that. Brilliant. Um, running out of albums. I'm going to play you a track after this. Just okay. to see your face. Perfect. And then I'll leave you. Perfect. So, albums left. Spiritualized and Nothing Hurt. Edwin Collins, Bad Bay. Placebo. A Place for Us to Dream. Placebo. It's 2016. I've sneaked it on there. Divine Comedy Foreverland. So do you want... And I wanted to see your face. Top Loader did an album in 2017. And I know the crap that we caught for it, but I really want to see... Get your thoughts on it. Not doing it. Would you not listen to it just for a bit of a a giggle? So you can come on one and give a bit of a rant about Top Loader. That's true. Because you do love that. Right, so what do you want? I'll take... um... 
placebo and top loader. Whoa, you've gone totally ends of the spectrum there for yep. your pleasure. All right, okay, cool. Let's do that. It's good homework, like that. Britpop one-liners. Cue the jingle. Britpop one-liners. a bit of junk. That'd be funny. All right, it's you to ask me. All right. Mm. Now, last time you gave me some bands, I didn't quite know. So, oh, well. give me, give me some good. Not my problem. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you quite timely blur. Oh, this is preempting the whole episode. Um, blur, great band, great songs, and I'm going to call it my favourite album of theirs is the best of. My favourite album is the best of. <laughs> That's your one-liner. Yep. Okay. So good. this, so this, yeah, I will talk about it, but obviously I'm going to take some people off the air. I mean, yeah. 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 You'd be fine. Not very conservative there. My, my favorite Blur album is their best of. Oh no. Why are you doing Swede. that? Swede. Oh, you are. What are you doing? This is not fair. Yes. Uh. I, I'm not a fan of Swede. <laughs> Is that your one-liner? That's I'm one not line. a fan of Swede. Yeah, look, I just, they're not for me. So Blur should have a best of and you're not a fan of Swede. I'm not. Wow. I know, dig, I'm going to get... Look, they're, they're, look, seriously, they're not... Swede, I understand why people like them and there is some, some songs out there that I like but they are absolutely not for me. Please, give, please give me a good... A pulp. Good. Oh, I love Pulp. Yeah, yes. there we go. Thank you. Uh, I, I I like pulp. I I'm trying to remember. Um, Different classes, obviously, a fantastic fantastic album. I also liked their follow up to that. I'm trying to remember the name of it. The darker album. What was the oh, this is hardcore. <clears throat> this is hardcore. I have special attachment to that album, and I really like that too. Pulp, top band. There you go. go. I'm trying to keep a one-liner to a one-liner rather than a paragraph. Yeah, so top band, not a fan of suede, Blur should do a best of. Well, Blur's done two best ofs and I like them. With the same songs? No, very different. What's your favourite best of? The first one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shall we get into Blur? Yay! I've preempted the whole thing. Uh, So this week's album is The Great Escape. Album cover, you'd recognise it anywhere. It's it's, um, someone diving off a boat, very blue. Released on the 11th of September 1995, this is Blur's fourth album. The previous album was Park Life, released in April 94. Park Life got to number one. The Great Escape got to number one. And what followed it was the Blur self-titled album, which Mm -hmm. got to number one as well. The label was Food, a subsidiary of Virgin. This is the same record label that gave us Disgraceful by Dubstar. And the producer was Stephen Street, who's just finished producing the Sleeper album. All right. Yep. Uh, Tracks, 15 tracks, 56 minutes. Uh, How long was it in the charts? Uh, 56. It only got two weeks at number one. Hmm. So, what did it knock off number one spot? It's not good. The Levelers? The Zeitgeist. What did it... (laughs) what, uh, What kicked it off number one? And you added to this, Daydream by Mariah Carey. <laughs> All right. I didn't do it. I got it as a present. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Someone okay. paid for it. 
Uh, in the charts, yeah? Let's yeah. go to the charts. Oh, uh, yeah. Albums. Number 10. Oasis, definitely, maybe. It's going to cry. <laughs> Number 9. Portishead, dummy. Wow. I know, I know, I know. Number 8. Charlatans by Charlatans. Wow. I know, we're good, right? Number 7. Zeitgeist by the Levelers. Six, History by Michael Jackson. Just get over that. So, yeah. Number five, Circus by Lenny Kravitz. Number four, Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. Number three, Stanley Road by Paul Weller. Number two, One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chilies. And number one, The Great Escape by Blur. How good is that chart? What a chart. What a chart. I'd, I'd buy all those albums. Mm, Levelers maybe, but everything else. Okay. Really good chart. Michael Jackson's history. Uh, You would have had it back then, not. I would have historically. Okay, yeah, good answer. Good answer. So, what else was in the singles chart? So, what I've done, this is the same singles chart as when Echabella released on. Very similar, right? So, I've changed it. So, this is the release date of Country House. So, the week that Country House came out, Les. Do you want to try to wind me up? Is that what you're doing? No, no, no. I just, you are. No, I know you do. Why would you do? Why would you think I was? I doing know what that? you do. I've got a story about that. If do you that's want to, what you try to? No, no. Do you want to take a stab at what else is in the chart? Do you know anything else? Yeah, I think roll that might be in the charts. I see what you're doing. What number was it? Probably two. <laughs> I see what you do. <laughs> I did my part. I'll tell you about that in a minute. You just go through your chart. Well, I need you for this. Number ten. Try me out by Corona. It's a beer. That's, that's a follow-out. Oh, Corona, Rhythm of the Night. Is that who did that? Yeah, so this is a follow-up to Rhythm of the Night. Probably sounded exactly no, the same yeah, as that. Exactly. Number nine, uh, Seal, Kiss from a Rose. <gasps> no. Kiss from a Rose. Oh, 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 it's a shame. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, number eight, Madonna, Human Nature. Yeah. No, I don't know that. I can't think of that to sing. Okay. Son of a Gun by JX. <laughs> you dirty son of a gun. You're a dirty son of a gun. Now, we haven't talked about this band. Oh. Number six, Everybody by Clock. Do you remember Clock? No. All right. Clock did a song called Woomph. There it is. Not Woomph. that Woomph. There it is. Oh, that's hideous. I went to see them. You did not. <laughs> what do you mean they did a concert? Well, they were playing... All right, so there's an old nightclub in our town called Shenanigans. <laughs> and they had... They used to bring in all the 90s sort of house, let's call that, <laughs> bands. I remember seeing Clock there. Also remember seeing Boy George there as well. That was when he was doing his Ministry of Sound albums. Oh, man. All right, number five, Waterfalls by TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Can you sing the next one? Take that, never forget. Never forget where you're coming from. Never forget if <laughs> That was brilliant. Thanks. That was your, I, I, I thought you would go, not singing that. No. Song. It's a good song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, great oh, song. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, number three, the original, I Love You Baby. <gasps> I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. Okay, number two, 
So number two, Les. Roll with it. Do you want to sing it? No. You don't want to sing Oasis. You've got to roll with it. You've got to take your time. Should have been number one. Okay. Number one was Country House yeah, by Blur. Yeah, you're right. Can I uh, tell you a story about this? <clears throat> yeah, sure. I'm going to right. talk about the Blur Oasis rivalry. I just Start it. it then. Go on. Right. Go on. So I, and this will lead on to my conversation around Blur. So okay. I was blindly fanatical about Oasis. Understatement. Right? Understatement. To the point where I didn't even buy a Blur album until years later. Like, I, I, I hated Blur <clears throat> out of protest because I loved Oasis that much. Nothing to do with their music. Just wouldn't allow myself to like them. Ah, oh, okay. So I went into... So obviously there was that hype, right? I went into um, oh, God, the, horrible. the Virgin yeah. in Perth High Street. Yeah. And then the other music shop that was in the centre. Then there was Concord Music. So it was four. There was Gold music, Rush as There was well. four music yeah. shops, and I went in to each one of them, and then I hid the Blur singles, <laughs> <laughs> and I put Roll with it in front. Did you really? Made it my mission. That's how mental I was. Now you've talked about you're one of the biggest fans of Oasis. I think that story <laughs> nailed it. Wow, okay. And I bought a copy of Roll With It from each of those shops. Gee, where's really? Yeah, I was that, like... And it's not even my... It's not, it doesn't... I wouldn't even rate my top 50 Oasis songs. Wow. But that's how... That's honestly how passionate I was. I just did how, not so want this. Let's talk about this. When they didn't get to number one, right? So... So angry. <laughs> I threw my fish fingers and beans out the window. <laughs> whole thing. Like... <laughs> Not doing this, Mum. I'm not going to Grands tonight. Rubbish. <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, on from that. This is fair to say we're we're really in the peak of Britpop. Right. This is it. This is sort of the defining. This is as big as it's probably ever going to get. Right. So this is what's interesting about this is that different class and what's the story are about to come round the corner the next month. Amazing. I mean, seriously, you're not going to get bigger than this. So this was defined as the Battle of Britpop. Obviously, Les is talking about Country House versus Roll With It. <laughs> the album, The Great Escape. What did you buy? Honestly, I don't think I bought either. Of course you didn't, you gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> can't call me a gypsy. I just did. Uh, I don't think I bought any. Of course not. No. I've got 10 songs It's not longer than 45 minutes I don't t- No I I think I waned off singles I don't know Maybe I didn't have enough pocket money Who Probably knows? Maybe I'm just a tight arse And didn't spend the money Most no. likely Too busy taking the revolver back You should have got your change for that. <laughs> <laughs> So look The album Which we're talking about Is um, So this came off the heels Of the success of Park Life Which yep. was a year and a half before Blur really became massive after the success of, of Girls and Boys in particular. They also won four Brit Awards in 1995. So they're on Whoa. a massive roll, yeah. I didn't know that this album is considered to be part of a trilogy um, called the Life Trilogy, which is around modern life is rubbish, park life, and now this. Now, the albums were supposed to have a sort of they were all supposed to have life in the name so they threw around different names like wife life dark life next life couldn't really come up with anything so the great escape was this album did you know and this is my naivety that these albums were based on three social classes 
Yes. I thought you would. Go on, talk to me about well, it. Well, I, I can hear it. Yeah. Like, and I think when we dig into the tracks, I'll talk about why, like, the characters in the songs. Yeah, okay, yeah. And it's really obvious where they're... Like, you can tell where what the classes are. Yeah. I mean, the title of Modern Life is Rubbish gives you a bit of an idea. I, I, yeah. Park Life, I mean, that's, you know... It's just, like, old mate, like, kicking about. <laughs> and you can imagine somebody just buying their newspaper, kicking their football in the park. Yeah. Cup of tea, bait and roll, happy days. Oh, happy days, yeah. And then this album with some of the tracks... Um, you can tell that that's like the... It's on higher class. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand that. Um, this is kind of the finishing chapter of this this trilogy. The next album absolutely sounded way different to this and felt different. I would sort of put it to... And this is, this is you know, we're talking around the Mannix Everything Must Go to the album we just covered, with the, which is This Is My Truth. I would feel that it's kind of an evolution or maturity between that album and this album. Agree? Should I have given you a poll? Agree, disagree. Nothing in between. Disagree. You don't think so? You think that you don't see the sound changing from this to the next album? Oh, what do you mean from from Great Escape to the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, so I thought you meant Park Life to this one. No, hundred percent. Okay, thank you. That's where I was going with that one. Yeah. Right? Oh no, so very different. This trilogy is kind of capped. The sound is you can kind of put the songs together into mix. And, and the milk. sound's very similar in them all. I agree. I have favourites, but they are very similar and that's what in I'm that saying. vein. So, this album sort of fits in the, the Manics Everything Must Go realm and then the very next album is sort of This Is My Truth kind of feeling where it's a much darker, deeper, rockier mm. album. Okay? Good, I'm glad. <laughs> so this album has the usual four Blur members, Damon Albarn, Graham Coxon, Alex James and Dave Rowntree. Um, as mentioned, very similar sort of sound as the previous sort of albums. So this is it. The Battle of Brook Pop, uh, as it was dubbed, was kind of this this came out of this week long battle against each other so it was week commencing the 14th of august blur obviously went number one do you know the difference in how much they sold tell me it's not four after mine (laughs) (laughs) you'll be happy to know that your hard work um didn't go you know to plan uh blur went two hundred and seventy four thousand versus two hundred and sixteen thousand So it don't, didn't make a difference, no. right? Okay. Do you remember how, what we said, um, if you tolerate this, your children will be next mm-hmm. sold in the first week? 150,000. Yeah, so well. that's how big this competition... I mean, these two albums, you know, it's insane. 500,000 between the two of them. Um, it was front page news. Um, it was in the newspapers. It was in Q. And I mean, everyone was talking. It was in the news, for goodness sake. Like, it was in the, in the media. Um in an interview in 2009 to the Daily Mail, um, Graham Coxon admitted that his band's success, he sort of said it was a hollow, pointless victory. He went on by saying, a record company threw a big champagne party at Soho, Soho House in London. I felt I was being forced into enjoying the moment and I just wanted to be alone. I couldn't handle uh, being part of that crowd, so I tried to jump out of a six-story window. It was Damon who talked me out of it. Is that the first time you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, look, if, if you put, sort of put the two uh, singles against each other, for me, Roll With It is the better single. Yeah. Because it had Rockin' Chair on it and Better People. Wow. Better People was a, was a brilliant song. And Live Forever Live. Yeah, it's just a better song anyway. Country House is a terrible song. <sighs> you know what? Roll uh, With It's not a good either. No, I have to agree. Roll With It's not a good either. 
Um, and we've talked about them being the two sort of not great songs to, to release and go head to head. Country House has a whole lot more to it. And I'll talk about that a little. I don't know. I, if I haven't heard Country House in a while, I just, I love it. I've, I'm bopping away to it. I'm all in. And when I watch the video, video is excellent. Love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Alburn admitted in the Blur doco, No Distance Left to Run, that Noel Gallagher used to take the piss out of me constantly. And it really, really hurt at the time. Oasis were like the bullies I had to put up with at school. <laughs> right, so this the rivalry was always there. It intensified in the chart battle. Um, the Great Escape was released in September. What's the story? Came in October. In an interview for the Guardian about the LP, Noel Gallagher said of Alburn and Coxon, "I hope the pair of them catch AIDS and die because I effing hate them too." Harsh. That's hectic. He immediately apologised for the joke. And now wished he had said he hoped they had a nasty flu instead. Oh, well, that's better, isn't it? I'd say so. Some fluids and a nice cup of tea and a sleep. Exactly. It'll be fine. Exactly. Look, apparently the Gallagher spearheaded it, um, including Noel's infamous wish to a journalist that Al Burnett and James both get AIDS, which we just mentioned, and Liam's lewd hitting on Elastica guitarist Justin Frischman. Did you see that? So um, Damon's obviously going out with Justin from Elastica, and uh, there was a few interviews where Liam made it pretty clear that he thought Justin was a bit of a right. And uh, that's annoying. Not only are you getting picked apart by the two brothers, now they're having cheeky jibes at, at the missus as well. Not on. You're, you're giggling away there because... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Oh, I still love them. Yeah, yeah you do. Alright, so uh, 1995 is also seen as the height of, of Damon's and Justin's uh, relationship. The Great Escape came out at the same time as Elastica were touring the States. Justin said that they only saw each other for three weeks in 1995. That's harsh. That it? is harsh, right? And that does come across in one of the songs on the album. Um, Justine was interviewed in 2002. She had this to say, I was definitely the most miserable I've ever been in my whole life, Frischman says in retrospect. She also says this about The Great Escape. I mean, we got back from America and Blur had made The Great Escape, which I thought was a really, truly awful album. So cheesy, like a parody of Park Life, but without the balls or the intellect. Ouch, right? Yeah, Okay, so I talked about them hardly seeing each other, so the song Yoko and Hero, I Never See You, We're Never Together, I'll Love You Forever. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. Until you say that about that, those comments about the album I just created. Um, Alburn has since suggested that The Great Escape is among the two worst albums of his career. Insane, right? Not just about his blur output. I've made hundreds of mistakes. I've made two bad records. The first, the, the album Leisure, which is awful, according to, to Damon. And The Great Escape, which was messy. I don't know, I quite like Leisure. I don't, I don't mind it. No. I can see what he means about Great Escape being messy, right? Because when you think about um, Modern Life is Rubbish, then you get into Park Life. There is that that theme, I think. I know they've kept the theme with Great Escape, right? Mm. But it does, there are very different... It doesn't flow. Okay. I, think, I, don't, I don't find the album has a flow. Okay. You go from one thing to the next and you don't know what's coming. Look, at the time... Um, people loved this album, The Greatest Game. Yeah. It got you know universal praise. 
Yeah, NME dubbed it 9 out of 10 and quote, a near masterpiece of an album. Oh, um, Melody Maker um, went with a 12 out of 10. I kid you not. However, views have changed, right? So people, 20 years on, the re-release have sort of re-reviewed it. Obviously, it doesn't stand up to what it, what it was back then. Um, one thing I want to call out that I feel is slightly different to the albums, the use of... Um, there's a, a string section, which is paramount on some of the songs, and also the brass section. Like, I think there's two trombones, uh, one trumpet and one saxophone, and they use it a lot in their songs. Fantastic. Love it. All in on that. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, I wouldn't. Not that excited about it. I'm really excited. I listened no, to it today, good. and I'm like, this is this is great. I like the. I think I like the characters in the songs. Okay. Like I think this album was a great way to end that trip. When you think about it, just think about the songs in that album, right? So you've got Charmless Man. That's clearly a massive dig at anyone in upper class Britain. Yep. Right. Yep. Very true. Yep. Um, and when you think about that. I think the album is literally about a forward view of middle to upper class people mm-hmm. who will always want more than they have. Yeah, okay. Even though they have a lot. Yeah, okay. Whereas when you think about part life, they were all... We're eating bacon butties, playing football time. with a newspaper under their arms, apparently. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas you've got Charmless Man, even Country House, that's not great. Um... Okay. Entertain me, like it's all about. Oh, I love like, Entertain Me. Great song, yeah. but when you think about those, when you think about the characters in those songs and what they're around, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. Okay, um, I want to talk a little bit about what happened after this album. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk? Have you got anything to add about specifically the album before I delve post Great Escape? Um, I guess yeah. Look, so maybe I could talk about it in the actual tracks when we go through them. Okay. So, you know, you carry on, because I'll talk about it when we talk about the songs. All right, so what happened after this album? So, Blur came out in 1997, number one, which went to, it had Bomb song two. It was a complete change in sound for, the, for the, the band. And they moved to Iceland to record this album. Oh, wow. They wanted to get away from Britain and Britpop and Liam and Noel picking at them nonstop. So they totally... Picking at them. Yeah, picking on the big bullies. Whatever. But they isolated themselves to create this album. Um, 13 came out in 99 again number one Coffee t- Coffee and TV Tender another revolution of Blur William Orbit produced that album yeah wow incredible um, so he so Stephen Street didn't produce this uh, so band went their own ways The Best Of came along which I have done a bit of a spoiler around I love The Best Of like I think it is you know we talked about favourite albums yeah that Best Of would be in there for me yeah wow okay yeah so, I guess I'll, I can just feel people getting on Twitter and coming at me. The albums for Blur, they have some amazing tracks on them, but there are some tracks on there I just genuinely don't like. Um, and I, when I pick, I a, yeah, when I pick apart the songs that I really like and put them together, mm. brilliant, absolute gold. Um, they so when they went their own ways. Coxon did some to- solo albums. Damon did the Gorillas. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the Gorillas? I like the Gorillas. You like them? Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. It's just nice poppy type music. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alex uh, did Fat Les. Do you? Remember <laughs> Fat Les? 
What's Fat Les famous for? For the England song. Which one? Oh no, what's it called? You'll kick yourself, it was Euro 96. Oh, what is that again? It starts with a V. Findle. There you go. Sing Grim. it. No way. <laughs> You'd have to cut my tongue out before I would do it. Well then you wouldn't be able to sing it, would you? That's pointless. That's my point. I'd rather have my tongue cut out. Than sing it. Yeah. Got it. Right, okay. So Vindaloo, I guess. Uh, so they reformed. However, Coxon left early. Um, yeah, didn't get along with the band at that time. Wasn't the right headspace. Wanted to do his own music. So Damon done most of the writing on Think Tank in 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, number one. What do you think of that album? Um... Great. Not a lot. I don't really know if I properly listened to it like I don't I'm the same uh, yeah I'm probably the same as you 2008 through to 2013 lots of gigs Glass Teen the Park Oxygen they released some tracks here and there Alburn created The Good Bad and The Queen in 2017 for uh, 2007 for the first album the second which we reviewed Maryland in yep. 2018 finally they all got back together and released The Magic Whip in 2015 and oh, again no, no? No, I'm not a big fan of that album. I don't mind it. I don't mind. I listen to it again today, actually. I don't mind that album. Number one again. So, I mean... Yeah. Brilliant. Shall we get into the singles and videos? We are clocking on for time here, Les. So, let's let's speed up. Uh, Country House, first single. We've talked about that. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I've already seen the video. Whatever. Don't like it? Whatever, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Uh, so let's talk about this. The band video is is playing. Uh, uh, they're playing. In, they're in a council house playing a board game called Rat Race. It zooms down to the board, and then you sort of see the band plus guests playing on this gigantic uh, board game. Do you remember the game Mousetrap as a kid? Yes. Did you have it? Yeah. I never had it. Oh. How did, I always wanted it, but we never bought it. We were more Cluedo. I like Cluedo. I like Go For Broke Operation Game, game of Life We were yeah. more that Kind of family Yeah Have you t- On this Little vent Have you played Game of Life recently? No I've got it at my house You can have it for free Game of Life We used to play A lot of times kids Because you used to Spin the wheel in the middle Alright It is seriously The worst game I'll play you at it Right We'll play a game Have right. a few beers I'm telling you now It's the worst game ever Right Terrible Shocking Anyway so Mousetrap So Oof. did you like it? Yeah, who didn't? Did you keep all the parts or did you lose any? Oh, I lost them all the time. Yeah. How long did it set up? Like, how long did it take to actually put together Not and long. then for the game to play? No, half an hour. Okay. Half Pen. an hour to put the game together? No, like to play. Like, oh, okay. Start right. about with it and then play it and put it away again. All right. So, the band, the, the video is awesome. It's all on, like, playing on this giant um, mousetrap game. It's a lot of fun. It absolutely crapped all over the Oasis Roll With It video. Which was roll, Oasis Roll With It was just them doing a live version of Roll With It. This is not it. an episode about Oasis, Kev. So Do you feel like I'm attacking Oasis a bit? I feel like we just need to move on to talk about Blur. Nobody's interested right now. Alright, so... Jeez, <laughs> alright, don't get defensive. Uh, so it was written about former Food Records boss and Blur manager Dave Balf, who quit the business and moved to the country. It was directed by Britpop's artist Damien Hurst. Have you seen some of Damien's Hearst? Yes. What's he done? 
lots of weird stuff. He put a giant white shark in, um, is it Formaldehyde? Formaldehyde? Yeah, Formaldehyde, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I've never seen his work in person, but I was looking at some of the stuff that he's done. Amazing. Incredible. Why are yeah. you looking at me like that? Why am I, am I raving about something that's, I, I love sharks. You know that. Okay, good. <laughs> I love sharks. Sharknado. Like sharks, monsters, aliens, you know. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Robots. Uh, so it has Keith Allen and Matt Lucas, and it has Joe Guest in it. Do you remember Joe Gordon? Yes. So let's talk about her. Okay, the Universal second single, number five, Lil. I mean, seriously, number five. Came out in the 13th of November 1995. Uh, talk to me about this. Have you seen this video? So, no. Okay, talk to me about the song first. Yeah. Go on. So, um, the Universal is my favourite Blur song. Uh, you asked me to do a, a, a list, didn't you? Yeah. Let's if, do it now. Can I do mine? Yeah, cool. So you, so you, you messaged me at three o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, it was just in my head and I thought, do you oh. know what? Because I knew that you were going to talk. I knew that you'd say something along the lines of, I like the best of Blur album, blah, blah. So I thought, well, let's, for the listeners... Spice it up a get, bit. Well, get, no, get an insight into what it is or what songs you do love about Blur. Okay. Because, so for me, my favourite Blur tracks is number one, The Universal. Okay. Number two, To The End. Number three, Girls and Boys. Number four, End of a Century. Ooh. Number five, Beetlebum. So. Oh, okay. That's, that's really interesting. Three of my top five are in Park Life. Ah, okay. What okay. are yours? It's not Universal. It's Coffee and TV. Ah, that. Oh, look. I scored that out. It was joint number five with Beetlebum. Okay. So if I was top six, it would have been next. Uh. I really like Coffee and TV. Great song. Great video as well. Yeah, it's so cute. It. Uh, two, Universal. Three, Beetlebum. Four, There's No Other Way. Five, oh. Girls and Boys. And then I went, I looked at that and I went, that's literally the best of Blur. Right, go and pick some other songs, eh? So I went, Sing, on the Leisure album. Trim and Trap. I really like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, uh, This Is A Low. Stereotypes Nah And I can't read my own writing on what that says But um, You don't like Do you not like Did you say you don't like stereotypes? No Stereotypes There must be more to life Only one girl dream Okay No uh, I, I the- love To the Universal I I just oh, I just think that's such a beautiful song Okay And it's just I don't know and it, I feel like it doesn't it fits on The Great Escape but it's like you listen to it and it's halfway through I think it's four or five mm-hmm. and it just you go whoa you do 100% agree with you and where I, did that come from and you get I, I talk about in my notes that song does not age it doesn't no. skip a beat nah. right? and I think it brings the album together right and I think it's in the middle for the reason so when we talk about tracks and we wonder where they are in an album for me it kind of puts it all together the strings that you spoke around, they are stunning in that album. Amazing. The chorus, um, I think it's Blur's absolute finest moment. Okay. And to the end as well. And it looks like you might have made Yeah, good song. You're absolutely right. So they, they're amazing. But okay. But yeah, the, the, the Universals, I don't think you could top that. Okay. So the video is taking um, sort of spin-off around Clockwork Orange. Do you know I've never seen that movie? That's ridiculous. Never seen it. 
And in Sydney, they do midnight screenings of it all the time. It's amazing. I've never you seen it. You might not like that. So you, it's award-winning. Oh, if it's a what I'm out. Sammy Kubrick. I would watch it with you because I just sometimes it's just more watching you watch it <laughs> as opposed to the movie. I've seen it a hundred times and I've read the book. Oh, yeah. You got the book? I think I might actually. Okay, I might grab that off you. Um, all right. So playing in an all-white bar with padded walls, everything's white. They're watching the people in the bar getting drunker, businessmen, vicars, and then it sort of cuts to people outside listening on these speakers that are on. Um, so they look like golf balls. The speakers. Oh, yeah. And the video hasn't aged a bit either. It looks great. So I love that. The Stereotypes, number seven, uh, released on the 12th of Feb. This is probably the song that really hooked me into Bluff. Oh, really? Because I bought this on single. Um, Did you? Yeah, I absolutely loved this song. And the video is just footage from their live tour. If anyone went to that tour, it looked phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. The last song, Charmless Man, number five. I like, I like that song. I like that song too. And the video, top notch, right? Uh, so it starts with a man running down the street, cut to band playing in a hall. It flips to the sort of start of the day of that man running down the road. He's quite an upper class gentleman. And so he's like shaving, brushing his teeth, and the band are playing in the corner of the bathroom. He goes out into the living room to get changed. The band are in the corner of the living room. So all the, he gets in the lift, the band are in the lift, and he gets starts getting really ticked off the band being around him. And so he's like pushing um, Damon and punching him and kicking him and all this sort of stuff to get rid of him. And then it cuts back to the scene where he's running down the street. Um, sorry, he runs, he jumps into a car, runs the band over, right? Because they're on the, on the pavement and they're just keep repeating themselves as he's driving away. And he runs them over and then the last scene is sort of him running away from the accident and then runs for shelter into the hall where Blur are playing. So he can't get rid of them. It's just, it's such an odd, I loved the video. I thought it was brilliant. Blur's videos, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, great. Coffee and TV's are best, I reckon. Better than Oasis. This is not about Oasis. Justin, Justin. And we don't judge bands on their videos. I just, look, I, all I said was they were better than Oasis, Leslie. Don't get so defensive. Don't look at me like that. Right, shall we get into the album? Yay! Anything else you want to talk about about the tracks? Uh, we're good? Yeah, we're good. Alright, so it kicks the album off with stereotypes. Yeah. I've already talked about how much I love this, the harsh guitar, the lyrics. So I was 15 when this song came out. And the lyrics are very rude. When you're 15, you're going to giggle at the lyrics. In yeah. fact, I kind of still do giggle at the lyrics. <laughs> you're such right? a kid. The suburbs they are dreaming, they're a twinkle in her eye. She's been feeling frisky since her husband said goodbye. She wears a low-cut t-shirt and runs a little B&B. She's most accommodating when she's in her lingerie. Great lyrics. <laughs> Brilliant lyrics. How do you think about this song? Bet you were in love with that lady when you were 15, weren't you? I want to go to the B&B. <laughs> I'm sure she popped up in, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to play this song. It's the intro. It's yeah, no, it's a good start. All right, Stereotypes is this. Yes, they're stereotypes. There must be more to life. Oh, you love your dreaming and then you start dreaming. Love it, love it, love it. Country House, Les. Just not. We're not playing it. We... You have to play Country House. No, you, everybody knows it. 
No, Living house, baby, house in the country. Done, move. Just, no, no, no. Done it. Now, I edit this thing. Done it. People want to hear country house. They don't. So, my sort of notes on this is, if you have not heard this song in a while, I really like it. Right? It's really bouncy. It's really catchy. Um, I don't like the... There's a breakdown in it, which is the blow me out bit. Blow me out. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. But thankfully, it doesn't last long, and the trumpets kick back in. Brilliant. Country House goes like this. In a house, very big house in the country. Watching afternoon repeats in the thirty eight in the country. He takes a minor of pills and piles up on his bells in the country. Change your mind yet? No. Right, let's move it on. Best days. Best days. Um, I've got look, not a massive fan of this until the chorus hits, then I'm all in. I really like the little piano riff that's sort of subtle in the background. It really adds to the song. What do you think about Best Days, Liz? I think Best Days is a ton better than Bloody Country House. Okay. So it's good. I actually think this is the start of... This is where... The, yeah, this is when I start enjoying the album. Oh. Yeah. All right. Wasn't going to play Best Days because I think there's better songs, but do you want me to play it? Um, or are you? It sounds to me like you're good. I'm skipping yeah. it. Charmless Man. I love Charmless Man. I love Charmless Man as well. Such a great song. Belter of a song. Uh, I really like the drum. The drum work in this is is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. If you haven't, like, if you go, what about the drums? Go back and listen to the track. Excellent, excellent job on there. Um, Dave Roundtree did a great job here, and love it. What have you got? Nothing. Love it. Play it. Yeah, play it. All right, Thomas Mann. And you're back with Fade Away. Mm, I like this. Can I tell you, this song reminds me of uh, the start of Disgusting by Manson. Does it? Exactly the same. I'm going to go and listen to that. Yeah, if you compare the two, literally the first five seconds of each song is is very similar. And it just sort of, I was like, where have I heard that song before? And it's the bit before Paul Draper or Manson go, F off. And then they start in the guitar rift. And I'm like, God, that's exactly the same. Um, I love the trumpets in this. The chorus is great. Damon's uh, voice is fantastic. The second verse is brilliant. He noticed he had visible lines. She worried about her behind. Their their birth had been the death of them. Whew. It's a good line, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Fade Away, I want to play this. What about you? Uh, it's not... Yeah, I'm not play it, because it's a good song. All right, Fade Away. He's not And then you're back with Top Man. Do you not find this album, though, just, like, thinking about it, when we talk through all these songs and there's, like, the characters in it, it feels like a bit of a musical. It does. Spot on. You are absolutely... Like, I... when you think about them, because you picture the characters yeah, in your head, even you if you've not seen the video, yeah, yeah. I just imagine what Charmless Man would look like. And then you just imagine what all of the people in all of these songs are going to look like. Yeah, spot on. And it is like a musical. It's massive satire. It's a massive bleep take. But it's... <laughs> I, you can say piss take. Yeah, piss take. Yeah. And I just think that that's... I didn't give Blur the credit for that at the time, given yes. my complete bias. And I don't honestly think 
even if I had have listened to Blur at that age, I would have actually been able to understand the the satire, the complexity, and the characters that they're writing about. Now, you just know exactly what they're talking about. And I reckon I've met every single one of these people throughout my life. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so, Top Man. Oh, I've gone... It's a strange song. I like it. it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, the clapping. There's clapping in this song. Do you not like clapping? No, no, no. Is it with whistling? <laughs> it's not the same as... Ah, right. But Stephen Street did it. The producer. So he's credited with being on this track. Um, I love the line in here, shooting guns on the high street of love. Great line. Aww. Look, I'm not going to play it, but it, it, it's an alright song. It's yeah. very unusual. Yeah. You're into the universe. <gasps> That's the worst song by an absolute country mile. You know, we talked about it. I'm listening to this 25 sort of years later. It is still stunning. Damon's vocals here are excellent. It's soft in the verses and then it builds up into yeah. the chorus. The brass and the strings work stunning. on this is just phenomenal. So here we go. Here's the universal. Mr. Robinson's Quingo. I don't like that. I didn't think you would. Uh, I don't mind it. I love the trumpets again in it. It's been in my head for a week, this song. Has it really? Just, uh, I don't even, the catchiness, and then with the, uh, He Thought of Cars, which we'll get into in a second. Those two, out of all the songs on this album, bum, 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 bum. That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, just, he Thought of Cars is, is sticks in your head. It does, yeah. Very, very catchy, catchy stuff. Do you know what a Quingo is? I do, and I've forgotten. But it's like a um, half. On. It's like a half baked, half baked um, government type. You're on the money. Um, organization. Uh, it's. Pro- I probably wouldn't define it as a half baked government organization. But you. So no idea what a quango is. But it's a non-government function doing government duties. Yes, that's what I mean. Half baked. There's a stack of them. There's 700 registered in 1997, which was the last count of them. It is decreasing every sort of year. Um, The last count employed 110,000 people in the UK. Yeah. I love the little Mexican riff in this song as well. Yeah, It breaks down into it. I'm like, where did this just come from? That's all it is. Uh, I'm not going to play it, but it's a good song. He thought of Cars. This has been stuck in my head for ages. It's quite sad. Talk to me why. Why do you think it's sad? Just the word. Do you not think it's quite sad? It's like he doesn't know what... Like... I sort of, I'm a bit worried because the lyrics I've got, there's panic at London Heathrow, everyone wants to go up into the blue, but there's a 10-year queue. It does have a lot of la-las in this song. And then I noticed... Wait a minute. How many of Blur's songs have a la-la-la... Loads. Heaps! Heaps! La-la-la-la-la-la-la... It's a go-to! I know, I know. They're in so many songs. Don't know what to do here. Chuck in a la Right, uh, he thought of cars. I want to play it. What do you think? Yeah, play it. Play it. All right, he thought of cars is this. He thought of cars. And we come back to it could be you. What do you think? Do I think of it could be you? No, I like this track actually. Okay. Yeah, I enjoy it. 
I wouldn't. It's not one that I'd be like, yeah, play. It's great, but it's. Um, I think. Do you know what it's about? No. Okay. Um. So look, the first line is Churchill's got his lucky number, but tomorrow there's another. Oh, yeah. God, see what I mean? I know that. Know this. It's in reference to Winston Churchill's um, the Chartwell Public, which is some writings apparently. They were sold in for twelve and a half million in nineteen ninety five. I could not find anything. So Chartwell is the house that Winston Churchill uh, yeah. lived in, yeah. uh, which is open to the public and you can go and see uh, the writings. I'm assuming they're his sort of diaries. Yeah. There is no mention on the internet about what these are, what oh. they contain. I couldn't even find the auction inter- information. Um, but yeah, so it's this song, is the sort of theme of it is around people getting rich. Like, yeah, yeah. So it talks about you know whether you win. It mentions teleaddicts. Um, so, yeah, so is that Noel Edmonds? Yeah, yeah, Noel Edmonds, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it talks about people getting rich through this sort of stuff. It's catchy, it's bouncy, and you know, anything with like a little catchy little guitar riff, I'm all in. Let's play It Could Be You. Yeah. All right, yeah, done. Hate it. Uh, what don't what don't you like about it? Because it's annoying. Like his his, his um, vocals in it really annoy me. Because he's just like I just don't enjoy it. Like I get the well, story. That's kind of the point of the and, and it is, and I get it, and I understand the lyrics in this, but I just don't. This is a thing. I get it, but I don't enjoy it. It's not pleasant to listen to, right? So I'll skip it. So it's like, yeah, understand what you're talking about, and he sounds like a loser. And a whole thing, but I can't listen so to this. So it's about someone that does the same thing every day, All leads a very, very boring life. And I know a ton life, of those, but boring life, and the the voice is very boring. I am the so same with you. Yeah. This is a skipper. But you picture that person in your head, right? Can I just describe what I think he looks like? So kind of like bald, but with a side bit of hair around there, like, uh-huh. and probably a bit overweight, and um, just reads the paper. And just sort of shuffles about. Shuffles wears about. Wears brown and green clothes. That's how I put... No, I'm just saying I picture those characters. Don't right. you? How would you picture the guy in Charmless Man? He'd yeah. have like yeah. a pocket yeah. square and he'd have like yeah. one of those like... Um, what are they called? Cravats? Yes. Actually, fair play. I, and so yeah. you picture okay, them in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Global on? Oh, it's a... Yeah, it's... That's album filler for me. So for me, this is this is Blur are starting to dabble in getting into more heavier numbers here. Mm. Um, Global Own sort of reminds me of when they move into their next album, the Blur album, the Chinese Bomb Song, where and you you see that on every Blur album from this point onwards that there is a, a one or two really heavy rocky, and they're 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 too much for me. I I, they're, I just don't like them. So for me, it's because of that that the this is the heavier side of Blur. I'm not really into. Yeah, right. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, Dan Abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> so you try and picture that as well. I actually quite like this song. What do you like about it? So I guess in this track, when thinking about so it's a character, right? But thinking about Arnold saying that's really annoying, like his his vocals. But I actually like there's a real hook to this song and it's catchy. Okay. I don't particularly. I haven't really dipped too much, like, dipped too much into the lyrics. 
But oh, I want to talk to you about the lyrics. So, but I do think there's like a catchy. Blur are very good at hooks, and they're quite catchy. Very, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and that for me is one of them. So I think you come out of a couple of tracks that you're not. Like I don't like you know same. Then you come out of that, and then you come out of the next one, and then you go, oh, we're back again, and then. Yep. So it's another song full of lies as well. Yeah. Maybe I like the last. Can I ask one. you about this? So the lyrics, Dan abnormal, not normal at all. It's not his fault we made him this way. He'll imitate you, try to ape you, but it's not his fault, Dan Abnormal. Can you... What do you think that line, he'll, he'll imitate you, try to ape you? <laughs> why would you want to answer... Why would you want me to answer that? Because I want your take on it. Stop. Go on. What do you think it means? I just, what is, what's your take on it? Well, he'll it's... He'll try to ape you. Look, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Shall I... What do you think it means? No, you can't do that. Um, Alright, shall we... Uh, wait, see, this is the thing. I'm not holding you back. Say what you want. You're probably going to... Am I... Yeah, you don't. Alright, okay, so... let's skip on it then. <laughs> <laughs> can can I get listeners... Can you... Uh, genuinely, that line, tweet us. What does it mean? Okay? What do you think it means? If you... Okay. Number 14, entertain me. I don't like this song. Really? I 100% disagree with you. You are wrong. That's Okay. What, what do you like? like? What do you like about I, this? I've, I've actually wrote, love this. It's weirdly one of my favourites on this album. I love the synth in it. Like, I just love yeah. that. I love it. And it's quite fast. It's almost sort of a, a, a dance number, but it's, it's quite slow. But it gets me moving. It gets me, like, I'll sit there, I'll maybe start typing faster, I'll start bobbing my head away. It's like a poor man's girl and, girls and boys. Oh, yeah, I just, I really enjoy this song. I want to play it. I feel like we've heard it before from Blur, though. Oh, uh, okay. Like, it's, like, I just don't think there's anything original in it. Okay. So, it's not like I go, oh, it's rubbish, but I just don't... I, like, I'm saying I'm weird by the fact that I like it this much. Entertain Me goes like this. Final song, Yoko and Hero. I really like it. It's really cute. That's nice. What do you like about it? It's like I just think it's gorgeous. It's like I think it's a strange way for them to end the album. Okay. I didn't expect. Um, I don't know. It's a very non blur like song, and I don't exp- and I didn't expect to like it. It's actually a track that I wasn't really familiar with mm. at all because mm. I reckon I don't like I'm like you I don't think I've listened to Plur albums cover to cover lots yeah, yeah. so I knew all of the more f- yeah, popular yeah, yeah. ones but then this one I just like the lyrics are cute and the lyrics are very cute quite a sensitive track and it's I think it's got a real it's a real sadness like it's a sad track so I talked about earlier the, the lyrics about the fact that they never see each other and stuff like that um, I didn't used to like this song but now I know the meaning behind it it's actually I think it's incredibly sad imagine not seeing your, your partner for like maybe one one week out of the year because you're on different ends of the I mean, world it's ridiculous and imagine how you know we a couple of episodes we talked about mental health for artists and musicians yes and I agree imagine being so far away from your partner and only seeing them that amount of time it must be incredibly lonely yeah um it doesn't fit with it. Like, I like the track, but it doesn't fit with the album. Because I don't know what that has to do with 
the characters that we've been talking about. I just think it was maybe his song. His, yeah, and that's what I mean. So it's a great song, but it doesn't. That, yeah, I agree. Um, so the Japanese, so there's Japanese on the song. Uh, do you know what the Japanese means? No. Okay, it's just the first verse repeated in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm okay with this. I really like the end to this track, which is the piano and the echo of the piano, where it goes bang and mm. then it echoes. I think that's a really nice ending to it. And then you get a little tiny snippet of a secret track, which is a simpler acoustic, almost toy-like version of Arnold's same. It's very unusual that it's yeah. there, but it's just there. And you don't have to wait too bloody long for it either before the end of the album. So you don't have to tape over your cassette. I know, exactly. So we will play Yoko and Hero to take you out. And that's the album. I wanted to ask you, were you surprised by the fact it got to number one? Did you, in your heart of hearts, think that this was Oasis's week? And now looking back at this album... Um, do you know what? It makes me fill with joy... Because we've spoken about Blur before we've spoken about Oasis. Oh, I see. Yeah, very because good. what does that mean? What does o- that tell me? Oasis aren't in the top 50 You list. are out of your mind. I gave them all zero, so they're out. Let's talk very yeah, you quick. you would as well. Let's no. get them out. Let's get out of here. We've got a couple of very quick punching reviews and then we're done. We're really clocking on, right? Okay. Uh, reviews. Worst that I could find from Flint GF. I love the opening line of this review, right? The sound of Britpop eating itself. Whoa. Whoa. The Great Escape begins with a track called Stereotypes and you couldn't think of a more fitting beginning. It's as if Blur suddenly became characters of themselves overnight. Ouch. Um, actually, the character, character reference, easy for me to say, came up a couple of times, actually. Um, you got negative stuff? I've got, well, it's kind of. this. So Todd gave it three out of five. Okay. Um, and he's put Escape from what, question mark? Um, allow me to sum up my history about with this album. Bought it, sold it, missed it, <laughs> bought it again, right. and now I'm tempted to sell it again. Oh. Um, that's the thing about this album. A lot of it's catchy and essential as far as understanding Blur as a whole, but at the same time, to steal from Noel Gallagher, it's chimney sweet music. That's so true. Chimney yeah, sweet. When you think of it, like, you know, I. That's so funny. You know, like Dick Van Dyke and like Mary Poppins. And that's what it reminds me of. Um, he put Exhibit A, Mr. Robinson's Quangle. Quite possibly the most irritating moment they've put on tape. Oh, wow. I bought this once again because I thought Stereotypes was a great piece of guitar music. Yep. And the Universal, a lovely piece of music in general. Yep. I even like Globe Alone which hinted at their lo-fi direction they would later embrace in full-on blur. Yep. Yet, with each listen, I find myself fast-forwarding more and more through another track oozing with quirky character sketches. Yep. If I wanted character sketches from East London, I would have either rented Long Good Friday or something Exhibit B Top Man. Infinitely more annoying than Arnold Same, though only John. Wow. Uh, I think Arnold seems worse than Top Man. Anyway, I'm confused by the show of support this album garners. Okay. Here, as a lot of people, Blur included, if I'm not mistaken, have distanced themselves from a great deal from it. I'm more content to listen to their first three albums than anything else because they had everything to prove back then, but this is just going through the motions. Okay. Exhibit C, he thought of Cars and is a rehash of This Is A Low. I'll give it three stars for the music and a third for the packaging concept, but I highly recommend the first three if you're looking for Blur's. Okay. Uh, so some positive. The Weasel. I don't think people realise how good this album actually is. Oh. DJ Diak. This is my favourite Blur album because it's just so effing cheeky and charming at the same time. Um, 
Last one, I'm on, this is from Odalay. I'm on the verge of purchasing this album for the fourth time, which is nuts considering I'm 26. I saw it at a used record store when I was probably no more than 12, completely ravenous for other music similar to Blur and completely ill-equipped for Graham, Graham Coxon's clarion guitar calls mixed with those attractions-esque keyboard chords and stereotypes. I'm a per- better person for it in a musical sense. Yeah, wow. Well. Ratings? Can I read this one? Go Just because it's funny. Go on. He says, put, so he gave it five out of five. He put, okay. if Modern Life is Rubbish was a New Hope or Revolver, and if Park Live is The Empire Strikes Back or Sgt. Pepper's, then one might say The Great Escape is inevitably Return of the Jedi or Magical Mystery Tour. As in great oh. trilogies, this bookend goes further than the previously previous two in nearly every way, and as a result, becomes rather indulgent. Wow. But the album works in what that many similar do not. The Great Escape is more than an album. Um, it's satire, which I said, an overlooked masterpiece. Over 15 songs, we meet 15 different characters, each of them disillusioned, immature, yet affluent young people who embody the postmodern. Well said. And you talked about that, so... Yeah. yeah. What did you give the album, Lel? I'd hazard a guess at a seven. You gave it a seven. Whoa! What did I give it? Seven and a half. I gave it a seven. Did you give only a seven? We yeah, gave yeah. it the same. We both gave it the same rating. Um, shall we oh, I'll talk about a little bit about the band so blur.co.uk twitter at blur official are they touring? no but Graham Coxon is he is playing in Mexico uh, at the, right now at the moment in April do we have any listeners in Mexico? that can uh, go and see him? yeah we do have people in Mexico ok go and see him go and see him uh, the Good, the Bad and Queen they're touring the UK in April oh wow um, usually that means we might be getting a cheeky little tour at the end of the year, so that might be quite good. The album is five bucks off Amazon. Five pounds, I should say. Are they on Spotify? Absolutely. Plugs around content. Uh, there was a blog I found called blursongs.wordpress.com, which is which is quite good. You ready for next week? Why do you always have that face and I never know what to do? This is a bad one. For who? You. Oh, <laughs> You're not gonna like this. I, I, Why is it so high then? Because I like it. Oh. It'll be the same when you find out I give away. Is it worse than Reef? You better not give away as a five. Is it worse than Reef? Do I hate it worse than? No, Reef? because Reef was the biggest gap. This is not the biggest gap. And okay. actually, to be fair, you actually didn't give this album too bad a rating. You ready? Yeah. Who's the band you've been dreading? It's Ash. It's Ash. <laughs> <laughs> We're here, Lel. Number 36. Oh, Ash. you've got to be kidding me. So Ninth. I've got to listen to Ash and Toploader in the same week. Oh, yes. Well, I want you, I, well, I, London boys, you're done. And I'm so happy that you're oh, going to. I forgot about that. Because I swear, Toploader and Ash in the same week. Good comedy value, though, right? Plus, he will better knock it out of the park. Yeah, I haven't listened to that album, so I'm actually pretty excited about Don't that. Don't make me go back to Eternal. Because that's what's happening. Which apparently is like a seven or eight out of ten. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'm looking forward to next week. You know, I really like this album, okay, obviously. Um, so Ash1977. Uh, tweet us at Britpop Banter. We, we actually put the feelers out a bit on some of the content today, so get in touch with us. Leave a rating, please. Uh, we appreciate all feedback. 
guilty pleasures if you've got one obviously I have no idea who the London Boys London are London Nights and a party ride and the fever drives you London Nights <laughs> <laughs> oh well I can't wait to listen to that no, now no you can't alright thank you so much everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next week for a bit of ash bye bye